Praise the Lord. Without any further ado, I would like you to turn your Bible with me, please, if you don't mind. Uh, after all, God has uh, given me a word for you. And if you turn your Bible with me to the book of um, sorry, of Second Kings, chapter 6, and uh, I'm going to read verse 1 to verse 7. Praise the Lord. Say amen if you have it, and if it's right behind me, say amen. Praise the Lord. And the sons of the prophets said unto Elisha, Behold now, the place where we dwell with thee is too straight, too small, too squishy, too narrow for us. Let us go, we pray thee, unto Jordan, and take thence every man a beam. Let's go and cut down some woods. And let us make us a place there where we may dwell. And he answered, go you, go for it. Let's go. And one said, be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servants. And he answered, I will go. Elisha said, okay, I'll come with you guys. In verse 4 it says, so he went with them. And when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. But as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water. And he cried and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. And the man of God said, Where did it fall? And he showed him the place. And he cut down a stick and cast it in thither. And the iron did swim. That's what I love about King James Version. It doesn't muck around. It goes straight to it. It did swim. It didn't just float. It swims. Therefore said he, take it up to thee. And he put out his hand and took it. Let's bow our head. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for what a wonderful opportunity it is, O oh God. Once again, I know it's a Friday night, everyone is tired, Lord Jesus, but I pray for your spirit to move in the house, O oh God. Strengthen us and refresh our spirit, O oh Lord. Move by your spirit, O oh God. Hallelujah. Anoint my lips, O oh God, and not my word, O oh Lord, but let your word be established in the house. Let me be, O oh God, a mouthpiece of God, Lord Jesus. Father, we pray, speak to us, I pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's so good to see Helen Cook and Sister Frida here with us. You want to stand? No? Okay. Praise the Lord. I believe the Lord is coming soon. Do you believe that? Some of us do believe that. <laughs> and some of us are just riding the waves and just hoping for... The fact that he's coming soon. <laughs> but as exciting as that sounds, the Bible tells us that perilous times are coming. And believe it or not, I believe those times are here. <laughs> and the Bible says that love of many shall wax cold. Those last days. Yes, great revival has been promised. But there will be a great falling away first, the Bible says. Tonight, I'm here to call on this great church and every apostolic believer in the city of Perth to stand up in this hour and man our position in the Lord. 
and hunker down. Equip ourselves to fight that good fight of faith. But hear me tonight, we cannot do it in our own strength. We cannot do it in our own human wisdom. We cannot do it with our own bare hands. We cannot do it in our power, not by strength, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit to save the Lord. Hallelujah. We must equip ourselves with the right tools, the right weapons, to be able to be effective in this hour, in these perilous times that we're talking about. And we don't want to be running the race that is set before us with uncertainty, as Paul wrote. Fight that fight, the good fight of faith, by simply beating the air. We must make sure that we have what it takes to win the battles. We must make sure to be strong when the battles come at us. We must make sure that we stand up strong when the, the, the waves of persecutions and afflictions will come our way. Believe it or not, I believe if we are not prepared, if we are not strengthened, if we are not standing up and man our position, we'll be easily fallen away. Hallelujah. And I do not want to be part of the statistics of being falling away. Hallelujah. How to handle life and how to handle, you know, the persecutions that come our way. That is what I'm here to do tonight. We need to reclaim our spiritual edge. Hallelujah. Recovering our spiritual edge. I don't care who you are. That's the title of my message, by the way. I don't care who you are, no. Uh, recovering our spiritual edge. But I don't care who you are or how long you've been walking with the Lord. I can honestly say that if we are honest with ourselves, there will be times along the way when we look back over the period of time that somehow we have been depleted of the joy of the Lord and the strength in our, in our walk and the fires that the Lord has seriously you know, burned within us has kind of weighed dim a little bit along the way. Because you know what? We, that's life. Storms of life come along the way. Our determinations to keep on going day in and day out challenged every day. Our struggles to fight through so many battles has taken its toll on our joy and our vibrancy. Going to church is a drag. Praying every morning is a drag. Reading the word of God is such a, a hard task to do. When we look back over the mountaintops, yes, there were some great times. When you look back over the mountaintops, there were times where we were full of zeal and full of power, and we were able to stand up against the devil and its ploys. We were able to stand against the roar of the evil one in our lives. Uh, there were dark valleys, of course, when we look back, and, and pain and sufferings were, were our, uh, our uh, constant companions. In those dark times, we feel as though that we could barely drag ourselves uh, to our prayer closets. So much struggle to lift our hands in worship. Am I talking to somebody here today? When you walk into church on Sunday, you just feel like you're just going through the motion and ticking the boxes. You don't feel like to be in the house of the Lord. I know if you are honest, you can tell me. That's what I feel at times in my walk with God. We've got to be honest about it. Many times we found ourselves in the ruts of fear and anxiety and depression. And at times we feel as though that we have lost our shine. We're no longer the light of the world that Jesus expected us to be. 
We become a little dull. We go into church at 10 o'clock sharp and come out at 12 o'clock dull. It's true. We feel at those at times when we pray that the prayers are just bouncing down from the ceiling. We lost our savor a little perhaps. We are no longer salty and we're no longer the salt of the earth. We have no spring in our steps to keep on leaping for joy and jumping in our worship service. Lifting our hands up, it's no longer there. Our commitment levels have dramatically reduced and we are sitting out on the edge of spiritual darkness. In church, when we turn up to church, if we feel like coming to church, the preacher will preach, and instead of convictions, we feel condemned and easily offended. Instead of joy unspeakable, we feel disheartened and despondent every single way of the way, step of the way. Instead of faith, we have doubts. Instead of power and authority in Jesus' name, we have fall into a spiritual listlessness. Listen, chances are the devil has done a lot of damage. Chances are you have allowed your flesh to run amok in your life. Chances are we have dropped our spiritual edge along the way and we have lost our spiritual mojo. Tonight it is time that we recover our love for God once again. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and what he has done for me, my soul cries out, Hallelujah, praise the Lord for saving me. Thank you for Calvary, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Tonight, uh, we must restore our convictions uh, in the Lord once again. Uh, Tonight, we must recover our spiritual authority and dominance over the devil. There is nothing will come against, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Hallelujah. It is time to handle life with the cutting edge of the Holy Ghost again. Don't just rely on some programs. Don't just rely on strategies. Don't just rely on some man-made things. We need to have the Holy Ghost edge back in the house of the Lord. It is time to handle the devil in the name of Jesus' edge. It is time to handle the flesh in the Holy Ghost edge. Every step of the way, we need to walk in the Spirit and shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. No more feeling defeated. Enough. Say, enough, enough devil, I have enough of being a a punching bag of you. I want to stand up and I want to restore my spiritual edge tonight. The good news is, the good news is, I'm going to see the victory. (laughs) Woo! You know why I'm going to see a victory? Because there is a beautiful song. I, I said to my wife, what is that song? I see a victory. And she told me about it. And I read the wording. It says, I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm not good with words. Uh, if there's no wording up there, I will just make up my own words along the way. And there's full of hallelujah, praise the Lord along the way. Praise God. It doesn't matter. The devil knows and hear me. When I sing hallelujah, it covers it all. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, and he says, God is still in this recovery business. He wants to restore our spiritual edge today and our strength today. You know, no weapon, the Bible says, 
may form against us will prosper. Darkness will fall. That's what the song says. But it won't prevail. Why? Because the God that we serve is triumphant. The God that we serve will be triumphant. Our God will never fail. Rejoice not against me, mine enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be in... If God be for us, who can be against us? I may be going through some tough times, but I know that my God will come through for me. Oh, I, I don't. I, I stand between you and dinner or nice sleep after a big day. But I want to talk a little bit about our story tonight. Arthur Elijah, the man of God and pastor mantle. And he took off on that fiery chariot express uh, up to heaven. Elisha, his successor, continued to carry out his legacy, training these young ministers who felt the calling of God in their lives. These young men were resourceful. I love the, you know, when, when, when you put yourself, have you ever read the Bible when you, you put yourself in their shoes and you're just sitting there and you just think, wow, the conversation would have been amazing. These young men were so resourceful because they saw a need. That their Bible school or, or the, 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 the dormitory that they were living in, uh, it, was, it was running down and, and, and needed a little bit of fixing up. And, and they didn't pass the responsibility on to someone else. That's something we need to learn from. Uh, uh, you know, when you see a problem, you go and tell the pastor to fix it and then you take off running. That's not how we do it, deal with that. One of my children came to me and said, Pastor, you know, I got my children to have their own pastor. And I'm not going to say he or she, because I'll just say all of them. One of them came to me and said, you know, I'm not happy with this. And I said, okay, uh, go and talk to pastor, but you make sure that you have a solution to the problem. And you put yourself as part of that solution. And she said, Oh, that's interesting. You don't just go and unload all your burdens to pastor and then take off running. You go and give a solution and the solution, you are the solution. <laughs> and this is what I love about these boys. You know, they say, hey, Rev, you know, we need a new house. This place here, the council is going to cut it down and going to destroy it. It's, it's running, you know, bad, and, and we need to go and fix it, but, uh, but, but, but you need to come with us. Let's, let's go down to River Jordan and cut some trees, and, 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 and they got their chainsaw out, and no, they didn't have chainsaw. They, they just went down to, the, to, to their workstation, and, and you know, I, I love their attitudes here. Someone said there are three kinds of people in the church. Uh, those that make things happen, which is these boys. Uh, those that watch things happen and those who wonder what happened. <laughs> I know this church, they all part of the first lot. If you don't, you need to recover that tonight. Praise the Lord. As they got to their workstation, the Bible says the forest on the banks of River Jordan, one of the students, 
would have been so enthusiastic about his job and so diligent in his task to cut down this tree. And he started to swing his axe. As he swung the axe towards this target, and time and time again, he kept on going. And all of a sudden, the Bible says, the axe head fell into the water. Have you ever done that? I have. Nearly killed somebody. I just hoped that these guys were not cutting trees close to each other. You know, kill somebody. Thank goodness for that. But, but, but the Bible said it sank instantly to the very bottom of River Jordan. And this river is not, it's not a creek that just stay. You know, it basically flowing. Flowing. Think about it. It, it flowed so, so, uh, strongly, but, but I love this young man's attitude. He instantly recognized that he had made a mistake. He instantly realized that he has lost what it took to get the job done. He acknowledged his loss straight away. He, he could have stood there and clobbered this tree to tears with the handle and nothing would have happened. He, he would have got it, you know, some people said, but you clop it with this handle, it, it might come down. No, the, the, the handle would be destroyed first. Uh, 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 you know what happened? Only frustration is a result of that. You, you get so frustrated and you get so discouraged. But let me tell you something. If you feel like that you just keep on going and nothing is working and it's perhaps you're not listening to the Spirit of God and, 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 and you feel discouraged and feel like that you are burning out, perhaps... You need to call upon the name of the Lord. You're just handling things your way, not with the spiritual edge of God. You're just clobbering life your way. The arm of flesh will fail us time and time again. <laughs> but we need the spirit of the Lord. The Bible says in verse 5, he said, he cried and said, Alas, master, oh my goodness, he says. For it was borrowed. He didn't try to pretend that he still got what it takes to get the job done. And this is the problem. You don't change what you don't acknowledge. You gotta acknowledge and say, I have lost it, Pastor. I have lost it, Jesus. I didn't try to conceal, you know, this, the Bible says he didn't try to conceal his mistake. He didn't try to conceal what was going on with leadership. He lost his cutting edge and he was troubled by it. He was especially distressed because the ex-head belongs to somebody else. He was a good steward, wasn't he? Very responsible steward. We can all relate to this. How many of you, when all is well, sun is shining, it's still cold, birds are chirping, life is good, serving God faithfully, doing everything you can, and singing hallelujah every day, and all of a sudden, bam, lost your mojo. You relate to that? You have those days, or it's just me? Maybe it's the tropics. <laughs> we go tropo a little bit. But that is what happened. I just want you to know as Christians, we go through those days. There's no need to hide it from God. He knows everything. <laughs> that, that, that sinking feeling comes upon you. That somehow 
you're just going through the motion. You're not just praying with, with, with fervency and zeal. You're just ticking the box. Oh, I just couldn't be bothered. But let me tell you something. Go for it. Keep pushing for it. Keep praying. Keep reading the word. Keep doing what you have been doing. Keep honestly just doing. Everything must be a drag from time to time. And the pain is its just incredible. But can I encourage everybody? Just keep on doing it. Because the Lord is with you. Yes, you'll go through some of those difficult times. Yes, you'll go through some of those tough times. But if you can just pick yourself up and keep marching in that direction. And you keep doing what God has given you to do. Let me tell you something. You will recover your spiritual edge. I've come to tell somebody here this, uh, this evening, you are probably tired from, 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 from your labor. That's okay. You're probably exhausted uh, from fighting the good fight of faith. That is understandable. You are probably exhausted by carrying the load. I am hearing you. I do it all the time. God is saying to you, come unto me, not just some, all of you. Labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. If you want God to carry your burden, there's no need to to, to, to just skirt it around and, and make excuses for your issues. You need to tell Him. That old song we sing, Jesus is on the main line. Tell Him what you want. You don't want to write a big novel and you know be the best orator you can be. Thou art God. I am fantastic, <laughs> and I am so beautiful, and I really don't need you, <laughs> even though I'm suffering. That's exactly what we do. But see, I've come this evening to tell somebody, yes, you're probably tired. And you're probably going through some heartaches and struggles, faulty and broken. That's okay. Don't hide. Don't try and excuse them. Don't resent them. But they need to be, let, you know, you need to let the Lord know about them. Glory in them. The pain. I was going to talk about trials, but I don't have the time tonight. You know why? Because when you glory in them, for it guarantees the power of God and the powerful hand of God on your life. When, when my power is flowing through you, when, when you admit, you know, uh, my grace is sufficient for you. When his grace and his power is flowing towards you, that's when your breakthrough is possible. That's when your healing is possible. That's when living victoriously for God is possible. It's when you're down in the valley and down in the dumpster. And when you lift your eyes to the Lord and say, Lord, I am down here. I need you. That's when he lifts you up. <laughs> Don't just wait for the mountaintop experience to raise your hand and praise God. You raise your hands when you're down there. It doesn't matter. The devil said, oh, but you are faulty and you are a failure and you are nasty and there's nothing good about you. You need to pick yourself up and raise your hands in the air and say, I am going to worship the Lord no matter what. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. You know, I love what Job, he says, you know, that, that, that this life is not very nice. You know, every man is going to go through some difficult time. But I look forward to that day. When Jesus will come to take me home. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. When the power is flowing through us, remember there is no faults too great. There is no mistakes too large for God to reveal his all sufficiency through. For his grace is sufficient for you all. Listen, our response to our struggles will determine the kind of result that we will have. What kind of disposition we have in the midst of our disasters and our struggles will determine the kind of response we receive from God. If we throw in the towel and walk away, we are signaling to God, I am done, I give up, I've had enough. The problem I see with many believers in these days, they are trying to handle God's will without God's anointing, without God's wisdom. We, we heard that this evening. God was speaking to the church. We need godly wisdom back in your life. Trying to handle God's ministry without God's power. Trying to handle life without the joy of the Lord. Many years of just swinging handles with no impact whatsoever. This arm of flesh will fail us time and time again. But listen to this preacher this evening. There is no possible way we can handle life without the cutting edge of God's power. (laughs) You can't handle relationships without the cutting edge of God's love. Not the worldly love, God's love. You can't handle persecutions, listen to me, without the cutting edge of God's spirits in our lives. We need the spirit of God in our life. We can't handle and and, and have a revival without the cutting edge of God's anointing in our ministry. Hallelujah. You know, I, I, I just think, we all think of Gideon who was a great man of God. But really, at the end of the day, if, if you read very closely, he was a little bit of a, <laughs> he was his struggle like you and I. The Bible says 100,000 enemy troops came against him. He only had 30,000 his, at his disposal. Not, not great odds. And uh, if that was not unreasonable, God did something quite out of the ordinary, out of this world, literally. Ridiculous, really. Uh, he eliminated 29,700 of them from his army of 30,000 to go up against 100,000 people, enemy troops. You can do the maths. It is humanly unfair and impossible. Almost seems cruel, really. In the middle of his dilemma, hiding away in the family barn, trying to, you know, fix up some weeds and stuff, threshing weeds and all of that, he was fearful and anxious. If you read between the lines, he was despondent and filled with trepidations, almost having a nervous breakdown. God sent a messenger to him, an angel of the Lord. The Bible says, you know, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee. Thou mighty man of valor. I mean, I could imagine the angel was like so confused. Let alone Mr. Gideon was probably very confused himself, like thinking, 
Almighty man of valor, I'm hiding here. And the angel looking at God thinking, really, he's hiding, he's shaking in his boots right now. But go tell him. God sees the potentials in all of us. He sees beyond what we are doing. He sees the valleys that we are in. He sees all the difficulties that we are facing and the struggles that we are going through. He sees what you can do for the kingdom of God. And that's exactly what he did. Go and tell him, thou mighty man of valor. You, you don't need to be strong against the enemy, Mr. Gideon. You just need to be strong in your faith in the one who's going to fight the battle for you. That's all you need to do. You don't need to be strong. You don't need to worry about the issues around you. You don't need to worry about the bills and everything. You just need to trust in Jehovah Jireh. I am the one that provides. I am the one that fight your battle. I am the victory God. Hallelujah. It's not about you. It's about me. That's what basically what the Lord, the glory belongs to me. The victory belongs to me. You are but just a vessel for me to show through my power. And when all is said and done, I will glory through you, Gideon. Think about that. When you're going through those dark times, think about how much God can glory through you if you lift yourself up from whatever rut you're in whatever discouragement that you're in, and lift yourself up and allow God to move you. Some of you have been discouraged along the way. And, you know, this is a different tone this year. When I came last year, I was so serious, you know, because the Lord has given me something. But this year, I just want to encourage. And I believe that that is the, the message for the whole of Australia. The apostolic church needs to stand up strong with backbones. Hunker down and be strong in the Lord. Because let me tell you, when afflictions and tough times coming, many people will struggle big time. If you don't hold on to God with everything that you have, you will fall. But if we hold on with God's power in our lives, see, it it is time for the people of God to take back what the devil has stolen from all of us. Get your courageous edge back and stand up to him and say, Devil, (laughs) I don't know who you think you are, but I am Bo Hickler, the son of the most high God. That's what you need to do every day. When you look at yourself in the mirror and I am a son of the living God. I am loved. I am redeemed. I am victorious and I am faithful until the end. That is more than just positive thinking. That is victory in Jesus. In Christ I live. In Christ I move. In Him I have my being. It is time to use the edge of God's word and push Him back in this hour. You can stand up and say, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, peculiar people that we should show forth the praises of Him who have called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. See, the devil wants you to think that you are defeated. I've got something else coming for him. Praise God. I may not have what it takes to handle my life's battle, but I know how to pray. That's my spiritual edge.
I know some of you here, the prayer warriors will say, yes, that's what we need in the church. In this, I will be victorious if I just keep on praying. I may not know what, or know what it takes to handle strongholds in my life, but if I know to keep my faith in Jesus, spiritual edge, I will have my breakthrough each and every day. Yes, I may not have the talents like so-and-so, playing music and preaching and whatnot. But if I put my trust in God, for he is powerful, that is my spiritual edge. See, I have a message for this church this evening. I come to submit to you. If you lost your fervor and your passion for God, it is time to recover them. (laughs) Imagine a room full of zealous, passionate Fire, ongoing passion for Jesus, apostolic church. Woo! Get back to what the way. You know, if, if you're feeling a little bit lacking in your zeal, lacking in your faith, get back to the word. Read it uh, until your faith starts to grow. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you have lost your prayer life, get back into your prayer closet and pray and pray and pray until you find the edge once again. If you have you're, you've lost your heart of worship, you get back to the sacrifice of praise. The Bible says it's a sacrifice. Push through the barrier. You just get up and lift your hand. It doesn't matter how you feel. It's not about you. It's not about how you feel. It's about him. And if you... If you lost your desire to living a holy life, get back to where you once was. Come out from among them. And be separate and you will recover that power and strength and almighty righteous standing before God. Hallelujah. A lot of the time we lose our edge because we are mm, like to mingle. I like to put our foot back in the world. And you know, my wife preached a message the other day. Uh, don't go back to Egypt. And a lot of time when we don't draw the line. That's when we lose our look, uh, a lot of our spiritual edge. We're not hot. We're not cold. We look warm. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you lost your commitment, it's time to present your body once again. A spiritual sacrifice unto the Lord. You just do it. You know, the, you know that saying goes, fake it until you make it. Don't tell the devil you're faking it. Just keep on doing it. You just stand up and faithfully serving God. It's time to seek the Lord through prayer and fasting. The best way to recover our spiritual edge is through prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. Read the word. Prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. God will be my strength. That is my cutting edge. God is my refuge. That is my cutting edge. Knowing all of those things. God is my victory. That is my cutting edge. See, in order to recover something, two questions you must ask yourself tonight. First, how much value you place on it. How much value do you place on your prayer life? If you cannot truly stand up and say, in him I live, in him I move, in him I have my being, 
you will have a very unstable prayer life. The Bible says he valued the axe because it was borrowed. What a good steward he was. We ought to be good stewards of the manifold growth, grace of God in our life. Hallelujah. How much value do we place on our salvation? How much value do we place on our calling? Our determination to recover our edge is determined by how much we value it. And secondly, working out where he lost it. Chances are you will find it wherever you lost it. You hear me tonight? You will know. You know where you lost it. Somewhere between here and the shops I dropped my wallet. You know where it is. Somewhere along the way, you go find it. And you'll find it. Elisha cuts a piece of the tree and tossed it into that part of the river where the axe head sank to the bottom, the Bible says. And when this piece of wood drifted back on the current to the area where the axe head sunk, the Bible says it didn't float. I love that's what I said about King James. It didn't just float it. Uh, it wouldn't float it downstream. Uh, sorry, it would have floated downstream because you know, the current was going. If, if it just comes up, it would just float it come downstream. But obviously it floated and, and started swimming back to where that boy was. Yeah? Because it floated, the boy would have to go jump and, and go after it. But the Bible says, but it's, you know, it did, in, <laughs> when, when the stick come up and, and landed on where it was, it swim back Think about it. This is the God that superseded everything. The Bible says that this egg's head, this iron, superseded and violated so many laws. <laughs> the law of gravity was violated and superseded. The law of inertia was violated and superseded. The law of three motions, uh, you know, the three laws of motion were all violated and superseded. Because let me tell you something. Our God can do the impossibility. It doesn't matter where you lost it. You just have to ask him and he will get you. Oh, hallelujah. Here is the question that I want. You know, where did it swim to? It swam back to that boy that lost it. You may, you may be here this evening feeling deflated. You may be here this evening feeling downcast and feel like you have lost your passion for the Lord. I'm here this evening to tell you, you can find it tonight. You can find it tonight. You can have your, you know, maybe your spiritual uh, 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 conviction is waning a little bit. But if you ask him, alas, master, I have lost it. Alas, master, I've lost my hunger for the Lord. Alas, master, I have lost my prayer warrior mentality. Alas, master, I've lost my conviction in my walk with God. Alas, master, I have lost all my thinking and my righteous standing with you, walking in holiness. I need to recover those spiritual edge back. 
Because I need the strength of the Lord. I want you to stand with me tonight. I'm, I'm done. But I want to ask of you tonight. I have fall, Perhaps you have fallen into the rut of carelessness and lost your diligence. I am simply, you know, when we go through those, those times, we are simply serving God without care. You know, we need to serve God with all diligence. The Bible says it is time that we need to check where we are at tonight. Only you would know. Only you and Jesus would know. But you need to be honest. You cannot change what you don't acknowledge. And if you be honest with Jesus and say, Tonight, Lord, I need a refilling of the Holy Ghost in my life. I need you, Lord, to sharpen my heart for you once again. I need my love. I need my fire back. I need my heart for you, Jesus, back. Is your love for God is on fire? Or it's just barely there. How is your prayer life? How is your love for worship? Do you come to church because you want to be in his presence? How is your faithfulness? If you feel you have lost your edge, God wants you to have your power in the ministry restored tonight. I am praying that there will be a demonstration of the power of God back in all the churches around Australia. I need to see the letter rain, but I need a demonstration of the power of God in my life. I need a demonstration of the Spirit of God running. I need the miracles. I need the healings. I need everything, Lord Jesus. God is drawn to those who admit their shortcomings this evening. You gotta be honest with Him. You gotta let Him know, Lord, I have dropped it somewhere along the way. I am so weak right now. I am so frail right now. I have been hit by afflictions, but the Bible says the Lord is nigh unto them that are broken heart and save as such as be with a contrite spirit. Lord, I need you, Lord. I have lost something along the way, but I need you, Lord, to restore my spiritual edge. I need, Lord, to restore my love for you, Jesus. God won't draw near to those who think that they are perfect. God won't draw near to those who think that they got it all together. The Bible says, for my strength is made perfect in weaknesses. Sometimes one of the greatest problems we have is that we are too strong to say, Lord, I need you. We don't need anybody, someone says. We are too self-sufficient. I don't need you, Lord. Right there, you have lost your spiritual edge. It doesn't matter how young or how old you may be. God wants to use you today. It is time to turn to the master right now and say, Alas, master. Alas. I had passion. I had love for you, Lord. But now I have lost it along the way. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. I don't have the joy of the Lord anymore. I used to jump for leap for joy, Lord. I don't have that anymore, Lord Jesus.
Oh, give me the passion, Lord. Restore my strength, Lord. I want my desire to serve you, Lord, back in my life. I need that supernatural demonstration of the power of God in my life right now. So if you're here tonight, it's up to you. Somewhere along the way, you've lost something. I invite you to come to the altar and say, Lord, alas, Master, I need restoration tonight. Whatever depth of miry clay that you're in, you can swim back to the top. Whatever time, uh, rut of depression that you are in, you can swim back to the top. God can restore. God can recover your spiritual edge once again. Nothing is too heavy. Nothing is too heavy. It doesn't matter how hurting and how struggle you feel it right now. The devil may call you a liar. The devil may call you a failure. But tonight I can say, stand up, be a valiant man, woman of God in this hour. Hallelujah. It is time to recover our spiritual edge. Lord, I need you, Lord, in my life. God, I've lost it along the way. But I want my worship back. The devil cannot take it. Oh, the devil cannot steal my worship. The devil cannot steal my prayer. The devil cannot steal my livelihood. The devil cannot steal my praises, Lord. Jesus, Jesus, recover my spiritual edge. I need to be strong in this hour, Lord. I need to be strong in this hour, Lord Jesus. I need you, Lord. I need you. Every hour of every day, Lord, I need you. Oh, I may be weighed down right now. Oh, hallelujah. Rejoice not against me, mine enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. 